0: Welcome to Design Talk. This season's theme is Designing Organizations. We'll be talking with entrepreneurs and product owners about building teams, shaping organizations, working with partners, suppliers, and customers.
1: Good morning, everyone. Um, My name is Andres. Uh, Welcome to today's podcast. I have Roshna with me. Hi. Let's introduce our guest for today, uh, Suhas uh, Patak, software engineer, entrepreneur and founder of UNAT uh, Systech. You are very welcome to the podcast, Suhas. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself to start?
0: Sure. Uh, hi everyone. Good morning there. I'm uh, in the software field for last uh, 30 years. After the graduation, I was working for uh, about 12 years uh, in uh, various software uh, companies. Uh, so the, I started my career in a company called uh, Tata Unisys and uh, uh, during that period actually, I traveled uh, many countries like USA, Australia, UK, Belgium, Ireland and uh, also like uh, after that, I started my uh, own company uh, in India and th- uh, with that company, we have done business with uh, Indian, South Korean, European and US best customers.
2: Thank you, Suhas, for the uh, little introduction. So what does a typical work day look like for you these days, mainly post-COVID?
0: So post-COVID, actually, uh, the things have become uh, uh, quite uh, uh, good, basically. Uh, like uh, before COVID, uh, like we had an uh, office, physical office, and like uh, all the uh, employees, actually, they used to come to the office. So basically the more hours uh, basically range from morning 9am to evening 9 and sometimes actually late evening if there are any calls uh, scheduled but uh, after this pandemic uh, like uh, this everybody started working from home so uh, the day starts at around 9:30 to 1:30 and then i take a break in between and uh, in the e- uh, evening at 5:30 to 10 basically uh, our time to have overlap with the us customers so that's uh, typically my schedule.
1: So you mentioned outsourcing uh, in your introduction. Uh, can you explain some of the assumptions behind, behind outsourcing as a strategy in your business?
0: Uh, yes, actually, uh, like uh, the major consideration for outsourcing uh, is a cost reduction for the customers. The other things are a technology advantage, then product development capabilities, scaling up and scaling down uh, capacity basically and the speed of delivery Uh, but like when the real thing starts when the actual outsourcing uh, the work starts actually the communication and the comfort basically uh, plays a huge role uh, in this uh, offshoring business.
2: Do you think it's inevitable for a business to outsource technology services?
0: Uh, To a greater extent actually if you say yes Because, uh, see, actually what happens uh, for a small and uh, medium kind of organization, uh, it's necessary. Like, um, there are a couple of factors. The major one is actually cost and other is the technology advantage. Uh, plus, because of the technology expertise of outsource organization, it's a natural choice for any organization. Instead of reinventing the wheel, actually, in-house, basically, they can outsource the work. Uh, provided, actually, they have a very clear uh, de- uh, requirement or like clear definition of the work that is to be outsourced and like, uh, it can be outsourced, like it doesn't have any um, uh, involvement actually uh, with the work that is being uh, in house. So if that part is actually clearly defined, actually, uh, I think uh, it is uh, a, the things can be outsourced, I suppose.
2: So how important has outsourcing been to the growth of India's uh, high tech sector?
0: oh it's high it's very uh, uh it has caused a lot of effect on the uh, basically india's growth see uh, basically uh, the two things that uh, actually i would say uh, they are very important uh, for uh, com- uh, software outsourcing uh, one thing is actually a talented pool actually uh, of uh, resources basically young talented people who have actually uh, uh who are actually uh, aware of all this computer programming, and another thing is like uh, they are very uh, basically uh, can speak well English. Basically, so, uh, that is the first requirement, and second thing is actually communication uh, like uh, uh, between India and the outsourcing company. Uh, so, basically, if that both the things are uh, working well, uh, basically. Uh, uh, it has actually uh it it definitely has made uh, I- impact for the last 10 years actually the infrastructure in india like the especially the communication it has actually made a lot of improvement and uh, that's the reason basically like it already had the uh, uh, talent pool of the uh, engineers basically who can work on the uh, software part so uh it has actually really made, and now actually it is a number. It is a kind of number one uh, exporting um, domain. Actually, I would say basically uh, the uh, software outsourcing, and uh, it has really made impact uh, to the uh, Indian industry overall.
2: So, do you have an advantage by virtue of human skills, access to talent?
0: Ah, uh, yes, actually, uh, like, uh, I, uh, like I like uh, I live in. Uh, a place called Pune actually uh, in Maharashtra in India so Pune is called of uh, Oxford of East like we have uh, around uh, 30 plus engineering college in Pune so can you imagine actually like we have 30 plus engineering college and actually uh, uh, like first uh, two to three engineering college actually they are listed in top 500 uh, engineering college all over the world so basically uh, that much um, uh, Like we have uh, insourcing of the fresh graduates from these universities or these colleges, and uh, definitely that is a natural advantage for us uh, actually being in Pune. Okay,
2: so uh, actually, we had a paper today, we, it was speaking about you know Indian offshoring in India and how uh, actually we compromise our nationality when we take outsourcing work. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
0: What, what does that mean? Can you uh, litt- <laughs> explain that? in
2: Yes, uh, no, for example, say uh, we have a lot of BPOs. Uh, we don't use an Indian name. We change our accent. Uh, so what is your thought on that?
0: Yes, actually, uh, like initially when it started, actually uh, that used to happen. Like uh, we uh, used to have uh, like the Indian names to the employee and then they used to get uh, like uh, English names. Like for Aarti, we used to have Amy. Uh, for kanchan we has to have catty so all those names actually uh, those uh, were given to the um, employees and that was actually uh, to a certain extent it was accepted that time because actually uh, getting the business was the main criteria but over the period actually these things have changed now actually um, what we have found is uh, from the customer side they make a lot of efforts to actually pronounce the indian names correctly and also, uh, like, they try to actually uh, uh, try to understand the accent of the Indian um, uh, employees, basically. Because, like, India, in India itself, actually, from the north to south, we have so many uh, different languages actually spoken. So, definitely, English also is spoken in a very uh, different way, basically. Uh, there is a lot of accent. And that's the reason, actually. Uh, 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 even though actually uh like uh, we had that uh, colonial uh era where actually we, like english has become a uh, major language uh, in india which is actually highly highly spoken and then you will find like normally uh, everyone who graduates actually they can uh, at least understand the english and uh, maybe they can speak up to a certain level but um nowadays actually everything has improved and like it's not only uh, We are not, uh, like, if it is some work is outsourced, actually, the outsourcing work, the quality of that is also improved. Like, we started adding value to the content of the software, basically. And then we can actually brainstorm and uh, come up with a lot of ideas and those kind of things. So, definitely, the change scene had changed. Earlier, there was, like, a lot of compromises actually uh, were made. Like, I myself, actually, I was working in um, company, Tata company. So, there actually, uh, like, it was assumed that you will work for nine hours. And then, um, to the customer, actually, uh, like, uh, it was mentioned that they they are working for seven hours. So, basically, like, you are putting more, two hours more. But that was, like, uh, 92, 93 or something, that kind of thing. Now, the things have changed. And uh, we definitely add value to the whatever... Uh, software actually the customer is making and like in some cases like <laughs> what i have found is the customer is also coming to us and then saying that can you partner with us and can you actually also get involved into the uh, uh, ideation basically of that particular whatever is to be developed so um, things are changing i suppose
1: So keep, uh, so following that line, uh, what capabilities would you recommend client organizations keeping in-house and also what would like your ideal client look like?
0: Uh, Actually, uh, like what I found is uh, if uh, like uh, normally uh, if a part of the software that can be uh, outsourced, actually, if it is very clearly defined, then uh, that is the ideal case. Uh, second thing is, uh, if there are not many IP-related things, uh, like normally, like if you are developing a certain very uh, secretive thing or like very, uh, which is actually should not be disclosed uh, to the people uh, in a very short duration of time. So in that case, the those things should be developed in house by any organization, I suppose. But otherwise, uh, if you have to do the mass scale development or rapid development or like any particular technology development, those things should be um, outsourced, uh, provided actually there is a huge clarity in uh, what is to be outsourced, basically. So all the requirements need to be documented very clearly, and the expectation should be set very clearly. So if these things are there, then and things work. In addition to this, actually, if the outsourcing organization can have a resource actually available for any clarification and for the monitoring purpose, that actually makes a lot of difference and it becomes success, I suppose.
1: So uh, even uh, as a supplier yourself, um, what is your own outs- outsourcing strategy? Insourcing, offshoring, remote workers?
0: ah uh, yeah <laughs> actually we tried all these uh, different combinations say uh, like uh, we we had uh, insourcing like uh, we we used to get uh, freelancers actually uh, who are ex- uh, expert in particular areas so to work on particular modules and then they can they work for that particular duration so like we had those freelancing uh, freelancer insourcing uh, up, up, Apart from that, actually, we had uh, we also had outsourced uh, some of the work uh, to very a uh, local company where actually physically we can make a visit and actually monitor the progress and actually guide the team there. So if there is a a, a scaling whenever there is a huge scaling required, so we we may not have those many resources in house. So basically, then we can outsource part of it uh, here basically locally and then monitor that team. And now actually, uh, uh, with the pandemic, this remote working has made a huge uh, uh, improvement and like a uh, difference, I would say. Uh, so now actually we have uh, our uh, teammates actually, who are located all over the uh, India, basically like north, south, east, west, basically everywhere. And uh, that is working a lot, like it is really making a, a difference earlier when we we had just started that time actually, uh, we were a very small company and then we were not actually uh, having the expertise on how to actually um, do the things in a right way or something. So then we used to prefer that actually people in-house and then we have more control on that thing. But now actually because of the processes that we have defined and then the quality measures and monitoring actually that we do. So we definitely have people actually, even at a fresher level actually, we have people uh, um, at uh, different locations and they they are actually uh, making a difference. They are contributing and they are productive. So yeah, actually, yeah, all these factors actually, like all these strategies we have used and now the remoting, remote working is also, it's really working.
1: So uh, do you also act as a supplier to local Indian enterprises or? put another way uh, has the outsourcing industry bootstrapped the digital economy of india
0: yeah uh, we, you 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 mean uh, like do we work for the indian companies
1: yeah if if you also act as, as as a supplier
0: yes yes we do that we do that yeah. yes uh, like because actually uh, like if you uh, uh, look around uh, in india actually all these uh, because of this uh, Uh, huge population and huge demand actually you need to have the systems which are highly scalable and actually uh, like uh, uh, the failure factor actually should be very less and that kind of thing so like there are a lot of challenges actually that we have to face with the current infrastructure so the thing is that there is a lot of challenge actually if you build the systems in a different way or like you use uh, different technologies and like you have the backup thing basically like If the power goes off, then what what needs to be done? If internet goes off, what needs to be done? So all these factors actually, uh, we have to consider and accordingly develop the thing. So what I have seen is uh, there are more challenges and then more uh, like you have to really put in more uh, thought while actually developing the software. So we definitely um, uh, have done work for uh, product companies in India and then uh, like, yeah, basically, Uh, We have seen the results also and like it has really made a difference because normally what happens uh, you uh, Assume certain things that all these things will be available and then in that case actually you design the software So now actually here we have different challenges and in that scenario How will you actually attain the scalability? How will you attain the security? or basically like what is your backup plan on all those things so there are more challenges and uh, it's really uh, interesting to actually do those kind of things. And then we have done that basically like uh, for the Indian companies.
2: Yeah, as we were talking about challenges, uh, can you talk about the uh, some of the obstacles or barriers? For example, say distance, culture, national factors. While we say distance is a barrier, but it's also a positive factor in terms of uh, time zone coverage.
0: That's correct, actually. See, uh, time, down, uh, time zone uh, difference... Uh, in is advantage, where actually we can provide uh, 24 by 7 uh, work. So like what happens uh, when uh, US like normally, like I'm talking uh, in uh, reference to USA because majority of our customers are from USA. So basically uh, there is exactly uh, around uh, 12 hours, basically difference. Actually, if you uh, see uh, with the USA on the west coast of the USA, so what happens when the USA is uh, sleeps, actually, uh, so and then we are awake and then we actually take up the work and then uh, uh, it's a vice versa. So that is a definitely uh, a challenge. And like we ha- we had this kind of thing, like when I was working in Ireland. So that time uh, we had a head office in uh, Dublin, Iona Technologies. And then we had a office in Boston and one office in Perth, Australia so uh, like if there are for the uh, uh, for addressing any uh, high priority customers issues basically so actually there is a 24 by 7 that work uh, used to happen because by that time actually us is uh, us starts or like us ends the thing basically the uh, dublin office has already taken up the work and when when the dublin office actually is about to clo- close basically the perth office has uh, taken up the work so uh, it was, uh, uh, that was really uh, working well. And same thing is actually with India. So uh, it is a positive, like we have the, uh, some of the security teams actually who work on the help desk, so they can actually provide the 24 by seven uh, help desk services. However, the time uh, time zone difference uh, is also a bigger, a big, a biggest barrier when there is a uh, overlap required for the, U- uh, with the U- uh, US time like working in odd timing can cause health issues to the teammates like we have seen uh, like some of the team members actually when they are continuously like like uh, for a week actually the, um, they are working uh, in the U- odd hours basically like uh, uh, us hours basically so then um, they they have health issues they have a um, acidity problem and like all those uh, things also basically uh, it affects their uh, social life so uh, definitely, uh, um, this part is actually um, not a, a good thing, basically, for working for the um, companies who are actually located uh, in dif- different time zones. Uh, we have some teammates located in eastern part of India, So, which gets highly affected during the monsoon, as a lot of cyclones hit eastern coast of uh, India. And that disrupt the life, like in Odisha, basically, uh, if you uh, or uh, Kolkata. So that area, like we have some teams actually located in that area, and uh, yeah, they affect because of the cyclones during the monsoons, and uh, that actually, um, yeah, basically, uh, it's a it's a barrier for us because of the time difference. Actually, uh, those issues are there, and then uh, we have to actually. Uh, rely on the different teams actually located in the U.S. in those cases.
1: Perfect. So you mentioned having offices abroad. So as a supplier of tech cap- capabilities based in India, how do you generate business uh, in Europe, the USA and Asia? Or maybe mainly in USA, as you mentioned.
0: Uh, actually, uh, like most of our uh, business is done through um, references i would say because uh, what what we do is actually uh, our capability is a uh, product development so like we develop a very um, high-tech products and actually for and the product life cycle is normally like two to three years actually you have to work on the actual development and then after that actually there is a support and then so the product life is around uh, seven to eight years actually if that is the case then actually oh, the customer is with us for that long So we don't have so many customers, but uh, whenever actually a particular customer is ours, actually, that uh, stays for a longer period. So uh, for getting new business, actually, it's a word of mouth. Then other thing is actually, and of course the LinkedIn and social media, basically that is there. And then we get a lot of requests actually, can can you do that? In, In fact, actually, um we get uh, some request, and then actually then we have to actually divert to some other uh, our contacts actually here so uh, uh marketing is not a real issue basically and uh, because of the trust factor that we have already developed uh it plays a lot of a uh, lot of role actually in getting the business or keeping the business so so far actually we have not <laughs> faced that issue but uh, if the work is like normally, if uh, if you get uh, offshore work actually for say some months, like f- four months, five months, and then actually you again go back to a new client, and then in those cases actually, yeah, definitely uh, your all these social medias and LinkedIn especially that actually helps, and uh, I would say uh, people can rely on that those things.
2: Thank you. So once you have a contract, is there much difference between Europe, North America, and Asia, and the client project lifecycle and relationships?
0: Uh, Good question, actually. (laughs) See, uh, like, what happens uh, for uh, what we have observed, U.S. is very matured in terms of outsourcing any work. See, uh, like, whenever, actually, uh, any uh, U.S. company, actually, they approach us for any outsourcing, they have very nicely documented all the work. Like, even, basically, look... uh, the, to a greater detail basically like if you have some screenshots and then uh, user interface that can that is defined. So like if you click on this button, what should happen basically if that if up to that level actually if it is uh, clearly mentioned then uh, yeah basically like uh, we just have to actually uh, uh, implement the, those things and uh, most of the things actually become very straightforward and then the acceptance also become very easier so uh, us is very mature in in that case uh, europe uh, yeah basically they are also but uh, what we found is they prefer actually the outsource company to their uh, vicinity basically closer locations like normally uh, europe uh, east europe is a major area where actually they can um they can um, contribute so uh, east europe is uh, uh, they are very much in vicinity to them and that's why actually uh, that's what actually are my observation basically like so far like uh, we have uh, worked for um, i think five to six uh, european customers and uh, that's what actually uh, my feeling is and in terms of uh, uh, asian countries actually uh, they are uh, not that mature basically giving the work uh, offshore like uh, example, we were uh, we were working with a customer uh, in South uh, Korea and uh, it's a very high-tech work actually they were doing work in the uh, robotics basically so because they wanted actually uh, to be uh, at par with USA and Japan in terms of robotics. So they had a, a very huge uh, the government had huge plans and they had put in a lot of um, infrastructure for improving all this robotics technology there. And uh, uh, basically, when uh, we had that uh, customer, so we want like the work work that we wanted to do is, uh, we wanted to have a Linux operating system ported on a mobile phone. So basically, then uh, the cost of the uh, uh, software, cost of the mobile, basically, is almost zero. Basically, because you have a Linux operating system. So we were uh, we were working on those things, but. Uh, they will give uh, like two page documents requirement document and in that actually they will uh, describe everything but the things are not very clearly defined so what happens actually when, in, when the acceptance of the software delivery uh, starts uh, what we found is um, they expect n number of things <laughs> like something not, that is not at all written in the requirement document they start uh, expecting those things so yeah, basically, uh, in terms of that outsourcing maturity, uh, I would say uh, U.S. is uh, far ahead, basically. But uh, that's our um, so far experience we had.
2: Thank you so much, Suhas. So it, it that's all I think uh, we'll wrap up. Thank you for uh, giving your time and sharing your insights and thoughts. It was great having you. Thank
0: you very much. Thank you for listening to Design Talk. The music used is Check Them In by Emma Grace, an AI Vocaloid virtual singer-artist. Credits and links in the show notes. If you like listening to this, add it to your playlist to get notified when we release new episodes.